Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. It's November the 4th, 2021. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Glad you could join us today. If you're coming here live, much appreciated. If you're listening to this on YouTube or other places, we appreciate that as well. Got another great show lined up for you today. Um, although it's a scant news week, we'll make it happen. We'll make it work. Before we get to that point, though, Mr. Black, how was your week? Um, it was another week. That's, that's actually one of those. We had, you know, wow. Halloween. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. went out and did the trick-or-treating thing, but it was I raining. I saw the costume. So, saw yeah. the costume. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Outside of that, it's just been another week. Nothing. Amazing. Nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah, uh, it was kind of uh, not that I, I, not that I imagined. Like I don't even know if any, I didn't hear any kids or anything outside Halloween night. I don't know how many kids actually went out this year or whatever, but I didn't hear like anything, and we didn't even get like we didn't have. We I think mom and dad might have had some just on the off chance, like one or two came through, but we weren't set up for it or anything. And we didn't, I wasn't hearing doors knocking or cars going by or anything. So, uh, but you guys and your, did you guys just do like in your little pocket yeah, kind of deal in the, in the neighborhood? Yeah. That's it. And, uh, it was, uh, kind of, I guess good to a degree because despite all the amazing weather we had, of course, Halloween still rained. It's <laughs> just like classic Halifax. It could like, we've had this like 22 degree Middle of the freaking summer type weather, and then on the one day that any child would actually want it to you know, not be raining, lo and behold, we got rain. Uh, my week wasn't anything uh, too crazy. We're just um, we're just doing all the same here. We closed up the family home for the winter. Dad and I went down and did that. Uh, since we finally hit the weather in which that needs to happen. Uh, that went without, uh, without much of a snag, and, uh, outside of that, I got my review written for, um, uh, what's it called? Inscription. So, that got written and recorded, uh, and once Mark is, uh, no longer in the midst of crazy overtime, because as you might know, our government is currently just sitting in, uh, yelling at each other every day for like the last 10 days uh and running overtime and mark has to sit there and film all that shit so he's been there until late into the night hating himself uh but getting paid overtime government overtime the best overtime so it's the best overtime uh and yeah other than that not too much just been just been uh hating my life playing warzone i have the the most um it's it's got to be it's got to be you know stockholm syndrome at this point but uh, a few more weeks, and I'm hoping Halo saves me. Mm. That's, I just need Halo to save me. Pray. I got that Smallville song in my head. Uh, the, the intro song to Smallville, remember that? Mm-hmm. Somebody save me! And it's, it's just, that is just Halo. I just need Halo to get me the fuck away from, <laughs> from Warzone. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's it. So let's talk about some gaming news uh, first up, this popped off just uh, not long before the podcast, but apparently Mr. DJ Wheat, after 10 years at Twitch, in his 22-year-long career in the esport and streaming business, um, he's been around a while. 
uh, is going to be stepping away from Twitch for a break and from the industry in general um, sometime in 2020, uh, 2022. Uh, he's mentioned in his, in his Twitter thread that he's uh, looking to, obviously, one, spend some more time with his family. Number one thing on the to-do list. Uh, and two, looked like he wants to get back into doing some content creation of himself and just uh, for, for himself and uh, enjoying himself just doing that and not having to do it under the pressure of making lots of money because I sneaking suspicion that DJ Weed is doing more than well enough for himself to not have to like run back into some other high-ranking job somewhere where he's working 90 hours a week. So <clears throat> all the best to, uh, to Mr. Wheat. He's been around the block more than a few times. Uh, certainly one of the longest holdouts at Twitch out of all the uh, original folks that uh, have been there. And, uh, and uh, yeah, all the best to, uh, to him in whatever he does sometime next year. Also, with Twitch news, just about a day after, and we talked about this last week, uh, where Twitch made that amazing decision to go live with the test for, uh, for paying for exposure. Mm. <laughs> the pay-to-exposure dream. Uh, after that happened last week, uh, just after the podcast, or it was in the midst of the podcast, YouTube Gaming did the easiest PR move in the world. They swooped in and said, what a great time for us to announce our roadmap of shit for 2022. <laughs> what a great time. Everyone's yelling at Twitch. Why don't we swoop in and post something positive? And so they did. Uh, and so the stuff that they had in that list included a very highly requested feature, of course. Gifted memberships are coming in 2022. Improved discoverability specifically for live streams is what they've been working on to uh, to put live next year. Uh, new editing tools, and this is probably the biggest one next to gifting memberships. New editing tools that includes uh, clips that are taken for the stream immediately being turned into shorts. And Shorts is one of the craziest discoverability metric uh, pushing stuff on the platform right now. And so having clips immediately, which makes sense, immediately turned into Shorts um, is uh, a pretty potent combo for, uh, for content creators on, uh, on YouTube. Mm. Uh, and uh, new moderation tools and, of course, just general chat improvements. Uh, and chat is probably one of the things that people are still yelling at them about to try and uh and make it a bit more of a friendly experience but otherwise that's a pretty solid list and it didn't have to be very much because when your competitor just comes out and says hey we're gonna make people or have people the option to pay for exposure that's a softball yeah in fact that's t-ball it's not even softball that might be a softball on a tee it's how easy that shit is to hit out of the park um but uh now they in fairness they didn't say when in 2022 any of this shit was happening they pulled a cyberpunk <laughs> sometime between January and December <laughs> going down. It's happening in the next calendar year sometime in there. Uh, speaking of cyberpunk, coincidentally, unintentional segue it was the next thing in my list. Cyberpunk 2077 has another roadmap quietly added, I might add, uh, to a, a part of their website that somebody dug up. They just kind of happenstance came across it. Uh, and it's even more vague than the previous two, if you can imagine. Because the pre previous two were pretty vague. This one has gotten even more so. So it's a bit of an update to the previous two as well. So all you need to know about this, other than the fact that, yes, they did use blinding yellow yet again. They can't fucking retire that color. Uh, all you need to know is that nothing else is coming until 2022 minimum. That's it. There's nothing in 2021 coming. 
No holiday releases of anything. That Wait until 2022. Super dead. Yeah. What's coming in 2022 doesn't have a timeline. It's why, just why a nebulous. New- why is this even news? Man? It's just a nebulous because I like dunking on cyberpunk. It's not. It's not really news. I just. I like any opportunity. Oh, okay. It's like. It's like. It's like Star Citizen. Any opportunity. You know what? We haven't checked in. Maybe next week. I, not this I, week, but next week we should check in on how much money. How much money? Yeah. 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 It's been a while since we checked in. Has, See how much it has more money. Been a while. It's been about six months. Probably <laughs> been about six months. Since that could be another little... fifty million dollars, Jeff. Could six be. months. It's a could long be. time. Uh, but yeah, there's not really a timeline. Uh, that's you know. So just take that for what you will. It's coming 2022, just like YouTube's features, January to December. Somewhere in that, in that, in that timeline. Uh, Blizzard announced a pipeline update that pushes the likes of Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 back with, uh, an image posted, uh, that placed, I saw you commented on this too, placed, uh, Call of Duty ahead of both of, uh, of those titles, as well as, for whatever reason, at the very end of the list, Candy Crush was on this list. It was the most surreal fucking picture. Because for one, they were specifically talking about Overwatch 2 and Diablo Diablo 4. So why any of the rest of those were at the bottom of that image is fucking beyond me. But at the bottom, which again, this, this was a, an image that had text specific to Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. The first image in the game list is Call of Duty. <laughs> Yep. The mighty has fallen, man. The and so on and so forth. So uh, the only one of the awkward things uh, is that apparently the Overwatch League stuff that's happening uh, in the early parts of next year are going to be in part or wholly in Overwatch 2. So there's like an esports scene thing coming that is going to be taking place in a game that isn't even available to the general public yet. Okay. Good luck out there, Blizzard. God's you're doing Blizzard. you're you're doing your best. Also, speaking of good luck to Blizzard, not long after this announcement, it was also announced that Jen O'Neill has left Blizzard's co-leadership role, uh, leaving Mike Ibarra as the remaining boss. So you'll remember we also talked about this back when uh, they had their uh, their C level shuffle a while back, and mm-hmm. they put two people in at the top spot, and we were wondering, you know, who's going to be the one to fall. Who's going to be the one that eventually takes over? Can't have that many cooks in the kitchen. Well, as it turns out, Jen O'Neill said, Peace! I'm out. I'm out of here. Deuces. And so she did. And now uh, we say, good luck, uh, good luck, Mike Ibarra. Godspeed out there. You're going to need it. Uh, New World continues to struggle to plug leaks in their code. A, uh, a gold duplication trick that surfaced... This is like some Diablo 2 shit. A gold duplication trick that surfaced... Uh, late last week was patched. So like, oh, thank God, we finally patched it. And as it turns out, that patch just created a second gold duplication problem. Great. Again, not news. I just like dunking on New World. It's just a fucking meme, that game. PUBG's parent company, Crafton, has picked up their sixth developer uh, buying Subnautica's creator's Unknown Worlds. That's actually a a real piece of news there. So they've got a few... few dev houses under their belt uh that's an interesting pickup obviously they're not looking to necessarily give them any particular direction uh but it does uh mean possibly some more money for unknown worlds and their future titles and uh, you know subnautica is a pretty popular game and uh, so was the sequel so 
this might allow them to uh, to spread their wings a little more, and uh, and their next title could be even better uh, because of it. Or they could rush it out, and it could be dog shit. We'll find probably out. Will, probably what will happen. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, it's probably, probably what will happen. It's probably if I was a betting man. Uh, Sega and Microsoft have announced uh, a strategic alliance to create new titles for Sega in a next-gen environment, which is a really fancy way of saying uh, they're working with Microsoft's uh, Azure servers and systems for future titles uh, is kind of what this is really about. However, because Sega and Microsoft with the Xbox have had a bit of a relationship in the past, people are also kind of hoping right now and and, uh, theorizing that this could also lead to uh, more Sega titles that aren't haven't been on Xbox as of late, like stuff from Atlas, like the Persona series, etc., to finally make their way onto the Xbox and by proxy uh, the PC a bit faster than they have been. And of course, then there's people like me um, that uh, keep buying lottery tickets in the hopes that Jet Set Radio Future will uh, will have a sequel before I'm dead. It's probably not going to happen though. No, man can dream. Battlefield 2042's NVIDIA RTX trailer dropped. Uh, they wanted to show off all the fancy lighting, Mr. Black. There was nothing else to show off, so they had to show off the uh, the fancy lighting at this point. Uh, so RTX on, and boy, did it ever fucking blow the performance out. So they're showing off. This is being played on three, you know, 3,000 series graphics cards. Oh, fucking big dick swing. Oh. And then in the middle of the trailer, it was like, oh, 10 FPS. Don't turn RTX on in that game. Don't do it. It looks really good. I mean, it fucking looks fantastic. But here's the problem. Two things. One, you're not going to see any of your enemies because everyone else is playing that shit the lowest possible settings for the exact reason to see absolutely everything as easily as possible. Two, even if you've got the biggest dick swing in the game, that shit is going to drop to like 20 FPS and you don't want any of that smoke. Just turn it on for taking some pictures. Turn that shit off immediately. Because if they can't even get the frame rate stable for a trailer, don't bother. Don't even fucking bother. Uh, in relation to Battlefield 2042, and also why that this little piece of news was there, uh, they're getting a 10-hour, or giving a 10-hour free trial on EA Play and Game Pass Ultimate. So, uh, which is kind of necessary when you're charging full price for this game, and your, your uh, beta went as... Well, it went over as smoothly as 50-grit sandpaper, Mr. Black. It wasn't all that hot. Yeah, that's not smooth. That's <laughs> not... I don't know if any of you out there have actually ever used 50-grit sandpaper, but it's basically... All right, so you take some rocks, and you attach it to duct tape. Yeah. That's more or less 50-grit sandpaper is what you're looking at right there. So, so uh, yeah, not so hot. Uh, they need ways to get people back in, and maybe this is their only... This is their, their, their Hail Mary is that the build they had for the beta was in fact like two, three months old, and then the launch code is like a minimum of five times better than it was for the beta. And then they rope enough people in with a free trial, and then they have a hope. But you know what's going to happen? This game's going to come out, it's not going to rope in enough people, Halo Infinite's going to drop for free, and this game is going to ride off into the sunset, RTX on, 15 yep. frames per second. It's going to look real pretty. But they're they're riding off into the sunset. It's probably not going to be so hot. If they pull it off, it's going to be one of those things where they really need to grind it out for like a year. And then it turns into something a year from now. It's unlikely to be something right out of the gate. Uh, here you go. Prediction for Mr. Black. Because there's not a lot right. for you to talk about today in the gaming news segment. It's prediction. Okay. 
Do you think Battlefield 2042 goes free to play in the first calendar year? Oh, for sure. 100%. How, how many months before this bitch is, is, count, is, uh, is, well, is free? I don't think they can do it too fast. I think it'll be holiday season of next year. Okay. Yeah. So almost a full calendar year. Yeah, because if they do it in like three months, there's going to be a lot of pissed off people. they just can't do that yeah somebody's sitting in headquarters and they've got a big red button that says free to play and they're they're, three months come by they want to it's there it's the smart decision but you're going to piss off a lot of people in the process they've been crazy enough to drop the full price on it uh elden ring oh no sorry uh we'll get to that here in a second uh here's a fun little piece of news mr blank after more than two decades 24 years specifically goldeneye 007 the n64 game Mm -hmm. has been unbanned in germany this has been banned in germany for 24 years it's a hell of a grudge damn 24 years it's unbanned which of course has people wondering if it's about to be re-released it's somewhere because the odds the odds of the regulatory body in Germany randomly deciding to unban GoldenEye 007 after 24 years without a company going to them and saying, hey guys, you know, we're thinking of maybe releasing, can we make, it's been 24 years, are we good now? Like, can we do this shit? And somebody was like, oh my god, I can't believe this was still, but yeah, sure, okay. And so people are, are wondering maybe Nintendo Switch's online thing where they've got their new N64 you know, lineup. And whatnot, if maybe that's where where it could land. Yeah, it just possible. seems it just seems very serendipitous timing. Not to mention a little random uh, uh, to be uh, to be happening like that. But there you go, twenty four years. I didn't even know it was banned in Germany. Neither did I. Didn't know it was banned anywhere. Sucks for Germany. They missed out on one of like the best. I'm sure they like. I'm sure they I'm sure fucking they got play. that game in there. Yeah. yeah, they they got yeah that that happened. Uh, Elden Ring. Now we can talk about Elden Ring. So they had a 15-minute uh, or so gameplay showcase earlier today, Mr. Black. Uh, I watched that live. Um, it's definitely... All I can say is that it's definitely looking like Dark Souls. They, I mean, and when I say that, I mean they've used a lot of Dark Souls assets. Uh, visually and audio. Lots of Dark Souls sound effects. Lots of Dark Souls kind of like visual elements. Uh, and, uh, and probably a few assets. It's not that the whole game is reused assets and it's not that it's bad. It's intelligent to do that shit. You know, it saves yourself a lot of time. You don't need to remodel absolutely everything, but it dub it, it immediately gives you the feel of dark souls. Uh, the traversing of the map, if they called it a horse one more time, I was going to fucking lose my mind. Cause it was an ox the whole time. This bitch is riding an ox and the guy that's voiceover is calling it a horse and mm. I was just screaming internally. Uh, but it was kind of cool, really fast. It's not like a thing where you're whistling and you wait for it. You whistle and you, like it like appears underneath of you. And you're just fucking off to the races. You get a magical fucking ox that you're riding. And it's quite agile. That bitch is jumping up cliffs, down cliffs, fucking yeeting itself off the edge of things. Uh, and it speeds up traversal pretty substantially. Other than that, the combat itself is very Dark Souls. They showed off a couple of uh, boss-ish scenarios and a couple of like enemy scenarios. Um, different, uh, weapons, some magic. A lot of the magic has been, uh, updated for sure. Looks really good. A lot of the special effects in the game look fantastic. The, like, the, the models and stuff themselves look good. They're not, like, mind-blowing. 
but the all the post-processing and special effects and stuff and the magic and whatnot looked really good. And a couple of the bosses they showed off at the end in a bit of a sizzler reel, the uh, design of them was fucking fire. I mean, Dark Souls has always had good art and shit. Yeah. Like, their art team is fantastic. Uh, and there's some real winners in there, real bangers right off the rip. They talked a little bit about the uh, co-op aspect. It's what we expected, so... You can do co-op in the open world and travel together and do your thing that way if you want. Uh, there's also the invasion mechanic like we had in previous Dark Souls games as well. So if you're like invading somebody's world to fuck some shit up, uh, that's still a thing. So it's very much they're just taking Dark Souls, expanding the online ever so slightly, and putting it in an open world is 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 exactly what it is. Um, instead of a bonfire, it's... I can't remember what they call it, but it's... the the, that mechanic is still a thing. That's that's there, um, and they have the quintessential and uh, never never not there um, blind, soft spoken, hooded girl to talk to. That's in every fucking Dark Souls game and Bloodborne and everything else. Um, but yeah, it was um, it looks good. It certainly looks better than some of the leaked shit that we've seen previously. Uh, it's up in 4K, I think, now. The live stream was terrible. Like, it was the most pixelated fucking live stream I think I've seen in ages. Uh, but I want to go back and watch the 4K stuff, but I think it will be, uh, uh, a very solid game, uh, indeed. And, uh, I imagine Twitch will be exploded with that shit when it, <laughs> when it drops for quite some time. And, uh, next prediction, Mr. Black. How long before somebody beats, after it releases, Elden Ring, how long before somebody beats it with a controller that isn't a regular controller or a keyboard? You know, the usual people out here beating it with, like, fucking rock band drums or, like, a fucking Guitar Hero guitar. Oh. How long before it happens? It'll be pretty quick, I, I would imagine. First seven days, somebody's doing it? No, no, I don't think first seven <laughs> days. I don't think first seven days, but probably pretty quick. A couple but, months. That shit's crazy, bro. Have you seen some of the shit people beat Dark Souls with? It gets, like... Yeah. I saw motherfuckers hooking up electrodes to fruit. <laughs> like, and I feel so bad because I like struggle bust my ass through this and somebody wakes up one morning and just said, you know what? I'm going to beat Dark Souls with randomly assorted fruit objects. Why not? Fuck it. And they did. Uh, yeah, you going to play this? Do you think you're going to hop into this oh, one? Yeah, or are you kind of... I will definitely be buying this game for sure. Mm. Yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a good time. Although, I, I will say this before we move on. I did get a little bit of PTSD watching one of the boss fights that they, like, showed off. Because it just, it looked so Dark Souls. And I was like, and you could see different phases. And I was just like, man, like, I, I, in my soul immediately felt like, oh, this is phase three. I can just feel getting, like, one shot and raging. And just because we've got it all the way to, to fucking phase three. This is, like, the fifth hour I've been on this boss. It was like, I, 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 all of the memories coming, like, rushing back. It's the Dark Souls dream. What was the oh, longest like, boss that you stu got stuck on in Dark Souls when you played them? I don't... Dude, it's been so long since I've played, like, Dark Souls, Dark Souls. Um, I don't know. I probably spent a good five, six hours on a boss. I would some imagine. of them are fucking... Like, it's weird, because some bosses, it will take you forever. And then the next boss shows up, and you just won and done. And it's yeah. like, no problem. And when you're streaming it, some people are like, how'd you take so long of that boss? I did it in, like, one take. And then you do the same thing to a boss that took them forever to fucking beat, and then you, like, you just... It's a, it's a very odd experience. 
Uh, reviews are coming in for Forza Horizon 5, Mr. Black. It's, uh, early release tomorrow. Uh, but, so the reviews are starting to come through. If you pre-ordered it, I think you're getting it, like, four days or, or so early, uh, to play it. Uh, and after, uh, I think it's 71 critics last time I checked now, uh, it's the highest, re- uh, rated game of 2021. Mm. And so, I'm, I'm, I swear to God, this motherfucker doesn't at least get a nomination for Game of the Year, because four got snubbed. There's some bullshit. I know it's a racing game, but a lot of people that aren't into racing games are going to play Sorry, the shit man. out of this game. I'm sorry, man, but racing game should never be game of the year. I'm sorry. Oh. It's just, it's like, it's like comic book movie winning best picture, you know? It's just. But you know what's funny? When you look can't. at like the top rate, some of the top rated games, it's like Forza, Forza Horizon 5, fucking uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. It's on that list. I think it's going to be Forza Horizon 5, Flight Simulator, um, Deathloop are the top, my top three picks for likely Game of the Year candidates thus far. Uh, but yeah, it's sitting at a 91 overall right now after 71, which is uh, 71 reviews, which is pretty good. And I am super excited to get my hands on that shit. Uh, and that's it for gaming. Wow. Not that's a lot it. going on this week. All right. All you can right. wake up. It's time to sell some sell some products, Mr. Black. Hey, we got NordVPN. If you guys don't already have a VPN service, head on over to nordvpn.com slash OTT. Use the promo code OTT. Get yourself 73% off plus four bonus months when you get a two-year subscription. 30-day money-back guarantee. For whatever reason, it ain't doing it. For you, get your money back. No questions asked. Use up to six simultaneous devices. So you only need one account per household. Stay safe. Stay anonymous. Watch different regions of Netflix. All that fun stuff with NordVPN. Head on over there, guys. It's getting towards the end of the year. We need you guys to rally. It's that time. Pick it up if you've been on the fence. Or if you got to renew, make sure to use that promo code OTT. It's that time. Plus, we've got Elgato. If you guys don't already got a face cam, it's their newest product, the webcam. It might actually not be their newest product now, but it's definitely (laughs) the newest webcam on the market. And at the price point that it's at, you should not be running out to buy a DSLR camera unless you're planning to, you know, take your camera outside and do some other stuff with it, uh, which would be a pain to set up and reset up every single time. You want to use it at your house. But uh, this is the perfect webcam, not only for gaming, for streaming, for Skyping, for Discording, like Adam and I are doing right now, for everyday use, a USB plug-and-go. It's that easy with awesome software that you can make it look like a DSLR camera on a fraction of the cost. So make sure you guys go and check out Elgato. Link is in the description below. And last but most certainly not least, the most important piece patreon.com slash lag tv guys it's time it's time to dig deep into your wallets and your hearts throw it at the screen (laughs) keep us in business keep the train flowing at patreon.com slash lag tv shout outs to those that are still going Mm. still supporting and if you can't afford it it's okay go on youtube hit the like button leave a comment share it with a friend Go on Spotify, leave a review. Go on iTunes, leave a review. Get engaged, hang out, do your thing. And then when you get money, go to Patreon and then go there after that. (laughs) 
All right. <laughs> and that's it. Now it's time for movies and TV. The Witcher season two trailer dropped. Mm. Uh, looks like more Witcher. It does. Which is good. I mean, it's not bad. It's just, it's, it's more Witcher. I didn't even watch the uh, season two trailer because I don't want to watch anything. I mean, I'm already sold on the show, right? I'm going to watch it when it comes out. Yeah. So you don't need a reason. I ain't. You're already there. I'm already there. I'm already there. Uh, Berserk anime has a live action series in the works. That's going to be, uh, I just have here in my notes, it's going to be a hell of a challenge. And all I can say is Godspeed, because if you've seen the reactions uh, to the, uh, the live action stuff for, uh, uh, what's the one that's just, uh, Cowboy Bebop, uh, mm. a lot of people are uh, you're very divisive on that one. People are either like, yes, this looks really awesome, or oh my god, what did you do? What's wrong with you? Fuck you, etc., uh, etc. Uh, Berserk is a is uh, Berserk is probably one of the few animes off the top of my head I can think of that would like supersede Cowboy Bebop in the in the anime mecha. So uh, good luck to whoever takes on that project. God fucking speed! If you can do it well, it'll be fire. The odds of it being good slim, but you never know. You never it could know. happen. You know what's probably going to be fire though, Mister Black? What's that? Book of Boba Fett. And we get a trailer for that as well. Mm. That popped off. I don't know if you saw it yet. I, I watched it earlier today. I did. I did see it. What were, your th- what were your thoughts? It doesn't sound like you think it's going to be fired. It sounds like somebody's a little wishy-washy over there, Mr. Black. Man, I'm, I'm you know, I think it's going to be fine. But I'm just like, I don't get excited about Star Wars anymore. Mm, you're a little burnt? little burnt on the Star Wars? I've been burnt on Star Wars, man. It's just, I don't know, franchise is like bordering dead to me. Mm. Um, I do like me some Mandalorian. I'm sure the book of Boba Fett is going to be similar in quality. Um, But I don't know, man. I I don't know about Star Wars. I'm kind of holding my breath for the next trilogy in in hopes that it's it's better than the last. That can kind of hook me in, man. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I I mean I agree. I think it's going to be really good. Um but I'm also like right on the edge of burnout yeah. for Star Wars. I watched uh some of the um you know that's the 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 anime seven one. anime ones or whatever and there was a couple of really nice well-done episodes in there. Uh but yeah, I I think I I think I'm a mixture of burned out and just fucking jaded with what they did with star wars in the in the in the uh in the sequel trilogy and so it's like a weird combo it's hard to get over because on one hand you know you play that in that that fucking star wars theme music and i'm gonna get fucking like the insides you get that that rush it's the star wars theme it catches you you got the emotion tied to it and then you go wait a minute where are we going with this and that's kind of how I feel about Star Wars as of late. So um, I'll probably watch this at the very least. Yeah, I will too. I will too. I'm just like, I'm not chomping at the bit to see it. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. It's like, okay, we'll see. Um, and then the, we've got the um, the the Obi-Wan thing coming and something right, else yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, where Hayden Christensen's coming back to reprise his uh, his role. That dude hasn't, he, he's aged a little bit, but he looks like he's the same size and weight as he was when he was Anakin the first time. He hasn't moved anywhere. He can just slipped right back in. Off yeah. to the races. Uh, and, and to be fair to Ian McGregor, 
same be, thing. I think same thing. So yeah. off to the races. Uh, just to add fuel to the meme fire, new animated Garfield feature has casted Chris Pratt as the orange cat. <laughs> this man's I mean, taking all the roles and people aren't ready for it yet. They're still getting over Mario, yeah. Mr. Black. Yo, man, you know, you know what I think? You know what I think? I think here, here's my, here's my speculation. I think Chris Pratt has got a baby on the way, man. Oh, and he's about to dip for a few years. I think I think he's got a baby on the way. This is my guess. I think he's mm. got a baby on the way. He wants to be home, mm. and he's going to be able to do his voiceover, all this voiceover work, either in a local studio close by or in his house. And this is why we're seeing him pick up so many voice acting uh, gigs. It's I can believe guess. that. I it's think my guess. A good guess. I, yeah, I like the guess. I, I mean, I don't know, but uh, I'm guessing. You know, because he's got. He's got um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which yep. I do believe they're filming like now. Um, and the only other franchise he's in is Jurassic Park. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what what his dealio is with that right now, but I have a feeling that either he's got a baby on the way or they're planning to have a baby and he just wants to be home for about a year and uh, do that. My guess. I could be wrong. I, hey. I think that's logical. I mean, why? I mean, taking taking the role as Garfield is like, given how the last few Garfield movies have been, it's a risky play. Mm. In all honesty, it's mm. a risky play. You don't take that unless you have some very specific reasons. And either a, they're paying him a lot of money. Which really, why are you spending any amount of money on a Garfield movie after Garfield has failed miserably pretty much every time? B. He's got a baby coming, and he just—he's looking for some work that can he can possible. stay close to home. It's entirely possible. Uh, there are rumors circulating that Jim Carrey will be cast as Modok, the—I uh, think that's how you pronounce that anyway—the iconic Marvel villain in the upcoming Disney Plus uh, in upcoming Disney Plus series. I think there's more than one uh, in which they are—they uh, are looking to cast him. Apparently, uh, that's like the 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 friggin' Um, yeah, it's like big uh, head, bro, like tiny yeah. body, big head, friggin' whatever. Uh, I can see it. Sure. Sure. Blow up Jim Carrey's face on a big head mode, put it on a little tiny body and away you go. Why not? Okay. You know how he's, you know what he's going to deliver? He's going to deliver the Riddler. <laughs> he's going to deliver some combination of the Riddler and Ace Ventura. Uh, and that's going to be what you're going to get. That's, you know, that's the way it goes. Um, I mean, I, does it even matter who plays that character given the characters, you know, given, given who the character is? So I think one of the, the, the series, uh, was, uh, She-Hulk, I think was one. And then I don't remember if the other one was listed, but She-Hulk was definitely one of them because they listed one of the other actresses that were going to be in, uh, She-Hulk as well. Uh, no timeline that I saw on any of that, although there probably is some timelines floating around. Uh, but all the same, there you go. Jim Carrey getting in on his work, making, I wouldn't call it a comeback, but you know, he's, he's working again. He's working. He's working. So that's the main thing. I, I just can't get excited about Marvel shit. Uh, for the same reason, either, man, I'm just kind of, <laughs> you know, 
end game happened, and I will say I really enjoyed Shang uh, Shang 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 Chi whatever yeah, it is Shang Chi. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck, but uh, that shit was fire. Um, I'm hearing inter- internals is 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 a hit for some people and a big miss for others. So, um. Yeah, I, I have been, that. that's been very divisive and they haven't been doing a lot of marketing for the Eternals uh for a while that I've seen. They had that like they had a burst where they were marketing yeah. like crazy and it just it's like they're pretending Eternals doesn't even exist anymore. So that tells you I think how it's performing probably <laughs> at this time. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but I don't know. I don't know. I need a break from all this shit, man. What do you want to watch right now, Mister Black? What is, what is it you want, I want to watch? I want to watch another Dune movie, man. I you know what <laughs> I, I saw I saw Dune, and I'm at the point now where I just feel like I've had. I, I just feel like you know, it's kind of like the first time you just really had really really good sushi, and then you realize that like all other sushi is ruined. Yeah, it's just like you know, you, you know, you can't really eat it eat that really good of a sushi every day because it's just like it's just too it's too much it's too much of a good thing yeah you gotta spread it out but i but it's 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 made me realize that like the majority of other movies that i've been watching lately are just like hot garbage in comparison i feel like i've 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 had an experience i feel like i've watched film again for the first time in a very long time Mm. and uh i like that so i just want more dune in my life or something similar uh my 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 level of of movie loving has kind of evolved over this last couple of years since I haven't been to the theater as much where I'm 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 watching more shit at home and I'm just enjoying non-blockbusters as much uh and it's starting to change my taste. I mean Dune's a blockbuster but it's not at the same time. So I just want more of that in my life. Mm. I want mm. more boring movies that make me think. Well, we've had so much like, you know, big energy, bombastic, you know, Marvel and Star Wars and we and we've still got more coming, but that stuff's just like we had like this major run of mm. everything was high energy, action, combat, crazy, uh over the top kind of stuff. And so every once in a while, you got to have a palate cleanser, you know? You got to get in, slow it down, a little bit more cerebral, you know? Actually think about what's going on in the movie and uh, and not just be constantly action-packed all the time. You only need so many, you know, Hans Zimmer air horns. Uh, <laughs> you only need so many of those. Um, oh, oh, Selma, Selma Hayek's... Hot Ones episode went up. I have to watch that. I, I, uh, I watched, um, your longtime, uh, celebrity girl crush was on, um, um, uh, well, no, that's, that, that wasn't my, that's not my celebrity. So that's not my celebrity. Wasn't that, what, wasn't she one of them though? No, I mean, I don't, I don't mind, uh, what's, what's her name? Kunez, right? Um, uh, Ash Kutcher, Ash Kutcher's wife from the 70s show. Is that what you're talking about? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mila Kunis. Mia, Mila Kunis. I like her. She's not a celebrity crush. My celebrity crush was Rachel Bilsom. Oh, right. California. Who, by the way, who, by the way, (laughs) Hayden Christensen's, that's his wife. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. 
Well done, Hayden Christensen. Won her over with that Academy Award-winning award portrayal. <laughs> oh. 98% of that got cut out for peeking your microphone. <laughs> Oh, uh, what an angsty show that was. Holy shit. So, it's like, so angsty. I've watched it a few times. Still there holds. is no more angst. Like, th that is the angstiest of all of them. Like, there you was see, a lot of angst at that time, that generation. Lots of angst everywhere. That was the peak angst. She hasn't been OC. in anything since 2019. Damn. Yeah, she's just, she's just chilling, man. She's yeah, Mila, chilling. Mila Kunis did hers, and she accidentally, accidentally leaked that that uh, Selma was doing Hot Ones because they hadn't, they recorded it and she knew, but they the order in which they were releasing, hers was coming first, and so Sean was like, thank you for letting everyone know, but yes, Selma, I don't think it's actually gone up yet. Uh, so that's up now. So that's probably to promote Eternals, and so I'll, I'll watch, uh, I'll watch that. Selma Hayek's hilarious. Uh, we, Em and I just watched, um, not too long ago, the, uh, uh, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, the you know, sequel. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. It was funny. You should watch it. It was Dude. good. Oh, so first and foremost, uh, mm. Salma, all right? Mm. She is... Aging like a god. Like a goddess. Yeah. All right, and she she is the smoke show from, from, from dusk till dawn. You know, she's yes. the big... She is the show. She's the big stripper or whatever, right? Um... But I, I listen. Me and Kayla, we've got a we got a bone to pick with you, man. With me? Yeah, with you. We got a bone to pick. Oh All right. God! Okay. All right. Last that sounds night, dangerous. Last, last night. Okay. You're laying in bed. Uh oh. Okay. I had. Uh -oh. um, I've been drinking these um, these THC drinks the last couple nights, trying to sleep, man. I can't sleep, man. I can't <laughs> sleep for long periods. I've been waking up like you two, need three more boring movies. Man, waking up two, three in the morning for like two, three hours, man, it's just killing me. Like it's just mm. murder. It's just murdering me. So I've been drinking these, these, uh, these THC drinks there, uh, which you know, last couple of nights have been like the best, some of the best sleep I've had in a while. So there you go. But but anyway, I'm laying down, we're laying in bed, mm. and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to stay up a little bit later so that I can sleep maybe a little bit throughout the night. So I'm like, mm. oh, you know what? I'm going to throw this shit on. We, we're all done with our shows. And I said, you know what? Adam talked a big game. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. Oh, and no. I, and I put on uh, Bo Burnham's oh. Inside. You fucking washed all your shit and you used that to wind down too to fucking right. sleep with some THC? So, so listen, listen. <laughs> listen, bro. That shit was so bad. We, Kayla, I, it got to the point where it it literally got to the point where in my mind I was waiting for Kayla to go shut this fucking shit off, and then eventually <laughs> she looked at she looked at me, and she was like, "What the fuck are we watching?" I said, <laughs> "I said Adam said this was good. I didn't think it was gonna be that good, but I I thought Adam was good. Adam, I thought you know I thought this was gonna be good, bro. It just wasn't for us, man. It just wasn't. Our That's not cup of shocking. Tea. It's not. It's not our cup of tea. This is what I'll say." You didn't, right. like, so you didn't find any of the songs, like, not even, not from a musical perspective, but you didn't find I, any of it, like, relatively intelligent. I, I, uh, I, I enjoyed, I had a couple of chuckles. I don't know if it was because I was starting to get a little high, or, 
or or it was you know there was I really didn't that, laugh I didn't personally laugh that much when I watched it I did because I, I like at all I, I wasn't really well, laughing at it neither neither was I yeah uh, but there was one about like a white white woman's Instagram song I thought that, that was, was a little funny I thought I thought that was funny it's pretty accurate uh, I thought the idea idea this is what I'll say about the special mm. all right. The comedy, it's not for me. It's it's very it's very white. It's very white comedy. He um, says specific. He calls himself I out for it in the special. Yeah, I know, I know, I yeah, know. Yeah. He's very self aware of what he of what of what he's doing. <laughs> he knows what he's and, about. <laughs> and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with white comedy because there are several white comedians that I really enjoy. But this is like really, really white, right? Mm. Like it's 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 oh, it's white. Yeah. Um, um, and I definitely kind of move over more towards the the urban uh, jokes mm. and, and feel. But uh, I will say this. It was extremely artistic. And yeah. from a standpoint of the content that he was making and how self-aware and meta he was about the things he was doing and the camera angles and the lighting... Uh, and the different sets that he made in his own house during the lockdown, um, it was bordering genius. Like mm. it was vi- like as a content creator, I could I was in awe of what he was accomplishing by himself. That was the most impressive part. You know, there the, you know you you could do a study on what he was doing that was impressive the jokes though the songs i found the vast majority of it very corny very weird al and he even in there has things about weird al like he's that self-aware but i think it was so on the nose that it just didn't do it for me um but i will say 10 out of 10 for creativity the most creative comedy special I think I've ever seen, ever. Uh, and for that in itself, it deserves a good rating. But the jokes is not for me. If this is if somebody's digs this dude's comedy and loves his style of songs that he does, and it's very like you know juvenile, um, you're gonna fucking eat this up because like it's it's perfect in that aspect, but. I don't know. I was wishing that there was just more talking comedy mm. and not just song after song. It's like watching a musical, mm. uh, but just one that just didn't resonate with me. So I'm Although not. A I didn't hater, expect. But I'm not. I'm. I didn't like it. We, we turned it off. Yeah, yeah I didn't good. expect. Obviously, and that's he's he know he knows his audience too, right? Like every and like you said, he's very self aware, and that's kind of been his his comedy forever. I didn't actually. I think that it. Whether he intentionally did it or not, and probably did, because like you said, he he very much um, uh, really constructed this whole thing. He, he's so self-aware that everything, like, everything he did, even if it seems like it was a mistake, he did that intentionally throughout the yeah. entire special. And I think calling it a comedy special was kind of not, it's not a comedy, I don't consider it a comedy special. I consider it... Uh, I consider it more just like a Dude, it's um, content, man. It's it's just it's con- it's, it's like it's, super meta content. Yeah, 
It's like so. It's like if you took like a if you took a privileged white kid that has an unimaginable amount of like creative talent, which like like you said, I mean, I was mind fucked watching all that he accomplished with like two DSLRs and like yeah. a light oh, it's strip. Impressive. Oh, it's, impressive. <laughs> it's like super impressive. Um, is he's kind of like um a white. Dave Chappelle. So Dave oh, Chappelle boom. talks about. And oh. not, I, I, okay, hold on. Hold on. No, don't do that to me. Hold on. This is why. This is why. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm putting them on the same level. And he wouldn't put himself on the same level as Dave Chappelle either. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that he's on the same level. But what I mean is, Dave Chappelle's comedy has evolved to the point where Dave Chappelle's barely even doing comedy. He's doing social commentary of the black experience. That he is good enough of wielding stories with that black experience into things that make people laugh. That's Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's early stuff was a lot more, uh, it was the black experience, but it was also, it was how many dick jokes and, and like, whatever, can I get into a comedy special? Like, the ones that we laughed at when we were kids, like the fucking homeless dude on the bus, like, mm. Like jerking off and like firing fucking cum shots into people's eyes, like that. That was like like Dave Chappelle's early shit, and it was the Black Experience. Now he's kind of the point where Dave does a comedy special in quotation marks, and it's really just Dave going up and talking about the world and loosely throwing some jokes together within his stories that are funny, funny in a oh my god, this is the world we live in kind of way. And the reason why I say that that Bo Burnham is similar is that for the white experience, which like you said, it's titanium white. With as much H as you can get into white as humanly possible, and he knows it. He's talking about the the white experience, and and a lot of the premise of it was what the fuck is the white experience? And like part of the themes that he went through in that special were that uh, was just what the fuck is the white experience? And then and then his self referential bits on depression and whatnot, along with the. Uh, the uh, the the lockdown and, and whatnot that went on there, but that you so you stopped it. I'm wondering where you stopped it. Like which songs you ended up far, hearing? I was pretty far in. I mean, we're we. I think the special was like an hour and a half, and I think we probably called it at like you know close to an hour in. Where I was just like, I can't, I just can't I I can't do this anymore. Uh, it's just too much. So, um, and there's 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 no way it was being redeemed. Uh, it was just like I I. By by a thirty minutes in, I knew exactly the type of comedy special this was, and like I said, I respected it, but yeah. it was it just it was that wasn't it for me. So, or did you it. like any of the songs at all from like a musician's perspective? Like all eyes on me, I thought some of the fucking like musical parts in some of these songs were fucking really good. Yeah, like, I mean, you... I mean, the guy is talented, but yeah. you know, you know his. It was like once you heard uh, a song, you heard them all. Like it was very, there wasn't a, a a a huge range of emotion. He's got like you know, he's not a singer singer, but he can sing. Mm. But he knows like his range, and he does well in that range. Um. So yeah, I mean, listen, the the songs were crafted in a way that it was smart. It was smart songwriting. Uh, but it just didn't do it for me. It just wasn't mm. funny. Um, no, well, like like some of these just, songs aren't even comedy songs. All Eyes on Me is not a comedy song. That Funny Feeling is not a comedy song. Um, you know, White Woman's Instagram is a comedy song. Obviously, the Bezos 1 and 2, it's comedy. 
I yeah. fucking that shit got stuck in my head so bad that I'll randomly sing it on stream sometimes the Jeff Bezos shit and Jeffrey Bezos Jeffrey Bezos like like fuck fuck their wives drink their blood come on jeff do it and then he like those those fucking keyboard rip it's like some fucking crazy shit it's not it for me it's just like so i only laughed the the things i laughed at in that were like white woman's instagram in the sense that it's not exactly like i was laughing more at highbrow humor i was laughing not at this song but it was actually actually, like the 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 stuff that he put up there it was like it was so you know what you see like he did a nice bit about brands and stuff and and you know it was almost like he was like like that apple employee talking about the oh, brand that was that and, was pretty that was you know, kind of funny was, it yeah. was it was smart stuff it's just just not your bag i get it's it not my bag man it's i get not it. my bag it's not i get my it bag. Not my bag. i'm i'm like like they're which like for uh, and everyone has like their range of comedy i i've Thanks to like being friends with you from a young age, I got a lot of like black comedians introduced. I'd already had black comedians introduced like before you and I met just because of oh my god, this camera does not want to fucking stay here. Doesn't really matter, I guess, at the end of the day. Um But like I got such a broad range. I love so much fucking comedy. I love anything from the white white of, of British comedy all the way through to like Richard Pryor. <laughs> like I'll watch I'll watch Danny or anything. Like there, there are some, there are some that I that I I've never found like super funny, um, but but mo- almost any of it I'll find I'll find funny in some way, shape, or form. Which is probably one of the few things keeping me sane in this life is that I still have the ability to laugh at almost fucking anything. Uh, but there, you go. well, you gave it a shot. There I'm impressed. I gave it I'm a actually, shot, imp- I'm impressed you even thought about it. Did you just it like shot. did it? Did it randomly just- like show up in your list? And you were like, oh wait, no. No, you I've remembered been, it? been mean yeah, I've been meaning to to watch it and we've just been constantly watching this or that or this and we don't we're we're not in the middle of any shows. So I was like, you know what? Like I had a little bit of this weed drink, maybe I'll find it a little bit more funny and then I, you know, <laughs> I started having the giggles, but I think it was more of like me getting <laughs> a bit high drink. and then realizing like <laughs> Kayla was hating it, so I found it a little bit funny that she didn't like it and uh, <laughs> You know, and I was, yeah, it was just funny, man. I was, it was, it was funny. So, anyway. oh my goodness, there you go. There it is. There it is. But yeah, it's true. It's true, though. Fucking crazy. From a, if you're a content creator and you watch it, you almost, you almost feel bad about yourself because, like, no matter how creative you think, like the most creative part of your, of your, like, content creation life, and then you watch Bo Burnham's inside and you go, fuck. Oh yeah, no, it was creative as fuck. Sure, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Uh that's all. Oh, that's I've got. It. Did you have anything on your side? No, oh, man, that's it. Yeah, we didn't watch. Uh, we didn't watch too much else. We just watched that uh, Hitman's Wife. But that one, I can promise you, if you like the first one, I'm gonna like it. Yeah, yeah, I you're know gonna, gonna like, like that one. Yeah, yeah, that one's an easy. I, that's I, an easy one. I have to be in a certain type of mood to like watch a Ryan Reynolds movie. Like, yes. uh, I like. I want to have to like. The thing is with Ryan Reynolds. He doesn't really make me laugh unless I'm in a mood to want to laugh. Like yeah. I gotta be in this mood of like, you know, I just want a good laugh. And then Ryan just hits. Like his comedy just hits me and I and I and I have a great time. If yeah. I'm in a state of mind where I'm just like, ah, oh, I don't really feel like a comedy, I just can't watch Ryan Reynolds because then I'm just like, Oh my god, buddy, just you know, shut it down, like yeah. bring it bring it down a bit. So Cause he, cause he just it. goes right. There's no goes, breaks. Man. Yeah. It's a, he just goes like, I mean, <laughs> it's hard. To, it's, it's hard to like see a scene where he's being serious, serious, you know? 
Um, and like, he does like have most, those. like most humor goes on like a little bit of a dip in a pit. Like, you know, they'll make you feel a little something and then they'll make you laugh and then they'll bring you back down. Ryan Reynolds, the movie starts and he just goes straight to the yeah. top yeah. and he stays there and he doesn't yeah. leave. And that's okay. I just got to be fine. in the mood for that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of like a Kevin Hart movie. You know, I got to be, I got to be a little, I got to be in a Kevin Hart type mood. Yeah. You know, and Ryan Reynolds is kind of the same way. And I just, oh, absolutely. As soon as I get that mood, I'm in. I'm going to watch it. I'm not entirely sure I've been in a Kevin Hart mood yet. He's one of the few comedians that I've watched some stuff, and I've laughed a few times, yeah. but he's like one of the few that I can't quite get 100% behind. Um, and then, yeah, yeah that, and, that's, and that's like one of the few. That and what's that group that did... Um, Remember the uh, the the bunch of like fucking like uh, not maybe you wouldn't remember because you wouldn't watch it either and it was even too white and weird for me. Remember when there was that big uh, group? There was like the three or four of them, and they were like the the redneck. You might be a redneck if guys, uh, fucking. And he did like he hosted. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Like the leader of that group did uh, that show for a bit. Oh, what was their comedy name? Oh shit! But even that, like that, was probably one of the other ones I wasn't a big fan of. But anyway, doesn't really matter. That's all we got for that. Which means it's time to move on to tech support. Patreon.com/slash Light TV. Ten dollars or more. Yeah, Jeff Jeff Foxworthy and that whole group. Do you remember that whole group? Because he was like fucking all over the place hosting shows. Yeah, yeah blue know. collar comedy tour. Oh yeah, the, is that the with like uh, the Larry Larry? Larry the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I'm that not. Guy. I'm I'm not a big fan uh, of all that. You know, redneck uh humor it just doesn't it doesn't do yeah. it for me um that that didn't do it there was one the one guy in there that uh like had a, uh, he always had a, like whiskey in his hand or some shit was probably the funniest of the three but well, i found yeah, the funniest my... guy was the the tranquil uh, what do they call that dude the tranquil uh tranquil kissed or whatever the fuck they do with ventriloquist the dude oh jeff, jeff oh yeah, do you think of jeff dunham that's a jeff different dunham. he's not he's not in I that he group in, i thought he was in that group i, I thought he so. was like part of that whole umbrella jeff, Maybe I'm jeff wrong. dunham no jeff dunham uh, but i mean i can get why you would why those would be jeff dunham was like something that you watch his stuff once and you can never watch it again You'll yeah. get laughs, but you can never see any of his shit ever again I, I, because it won't I don't land. Like his, I don't like his stuff now, but when I was young, like when I was young, younger, and he had a couple of funny skits. Yeah, it was kind of funny, yeah. But now I would just cringe the whole way the whole way through. I just I couldn't watch that shit now. Yeah, yeah, it's power cringe for sure now. Yeah. All right. uh, $10 or more a month. Get a couple of perks. Chiefly, you can ask us questions on a uh, segment we call Tech Support. At the end of every podcast, we answer as many of those as we can in time that we got, which today... A decent amount of time but we also don't have a lot of questions it's gonna be a short one today boys and girls okay um i think we've answered that one before oh this is right and we did you didn't answer this one i think because it was this week uh mark furry in the spirit of jeff's dreamcast purchase you picked yourself up dreamcast uh cabinet in the last week i did i did uh what is something you could normally only find in an arcade or theme park that you'd like to have in your home Dance Dance Revolution Machine. That's, <laughs> That's it, man. And I'm talking the real fucking deal. Yeah. I don't want no, like, you know, Not the half-assed ass. one. Yeah, I want the real fucking deal. Yeah, you want yeah. the one with the grip bars at the back that are like you I'm can hold the truck on. Yes, I'm telling you right now, if one of those comes up locally and it's in good working condition, mm. I'm buying it immediately. Mm. Man, I don't know. I would say for me, a couple of things. 
And we answered this kind of in like, I think at some point we talked about our favorite arcade choices uh, a couple podcasts ago. One um, would be like um, Time Crisis or, or something similar like that, like a shooting gallery type deal. Uh, there's a few different shooting gallery games that are fun. Cruising would be mm. another fun one to have for sure. You need a lot of space for that bitch, but if you got space for Dance Dance, you got space for cruising. And then, uh, and then, you know what? Just for the meme, bro, because every time it's there, it doesn't matter how you feel, what shape you're in. You got to give it a rip. It's the punching bag. Yeah. You got everyone. Bag. Everyone has to go and test their might. It's like some mm. fucking some uh, some Mortal Kombat type shit. Just go up there and give it a whack. See if you break your wrist in the process. <laughs> but or punch yeah. plastic. One of the two. You'll do. Yes. One of the two. You'll hit something. If you, but you're not. You're not. You're not fucking your wrist up. You're breaking your hand if you punch the back of that machine. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, there are so many videos online of people fucking that shit up. You ever seen any of that, that oh, stuff? I've seen them. I've seen. I, I've seen. Whiffing entirely, just punching the person next to them, just fucking crack, just cracking them. Uh Dandrum. Oh boy, here we go. He's still got consoles to go. He's got consoles to spare. Top three PS2 games. Fuck. Um. Okay. PS2 games. Top three. I'm gonna go with uh, Final Fantasy X. Mm-hmm, that's in mine as well. Um, Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec. Mm. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go Vice City as well. Oh, man. Um... I'll I'll go with uh I'll go with Silent Hill. And mm. I'll go with I'll go with Silent Hill 2. Hmm. Yeah, because there's Silent Hill 2, there's Shadow of the Colossus, there's all sorts of really good PS2 Ooh, games. Shadow I went I went with games that we never fucking talk about. Because I could I could have just as easily said Shadow of the Colossus and Damn. uh and and you know whatnot, but we talk about them so much, decided to mix it up a little bit. There's so many good PS2 games. It's crazy. But yeah, I mean, Silent Hill 2 is a banger. It is. It's a fucking banger. Mm-hmm. Man, Final Fantasy X's fire. It might actually it be is. my favorite PS2 game ever. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking fun. The, the laughing thing, they could probably remove that scene. Yeah. That hurt to but watch. I remember as a teenager, I've been playing that game. That shit was fire. Mm, oh yeah. I don't know if it holds up today. I'm never gonna play it again to find out. <laughs> you don't want yeah, you don't want to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, no, but Yeah, it was good. Uh Jorbach, what is the stupidest pumpkin spice flavored product you've ever seen so far? Uh he said, I just tried some uh pumpkin spice potato chips, and I want to punch whoever came up with those right in the colon. Um I uh I just tried I got Kayla a pumpkin spice blizzard at Dairy Queen. Okay. Um and it had like it was like it was called I think it's called like a pumpkin spice sea salt blizzard. It wasn't good. <laughs> like even Kayla didn't need it. She was like, uh, are you gonna be offended if I don't eat this? I'm like, no, I tried it too. <laughs> it's ain't it. Uh Man, pumpkin spice Oreos look pretty fucking terrible. Mm. Um, I've also seen pumpkin spice Cheerios, I think, at some point. 
stop with the pumpkin spice, man. Just uh, stop. There's some crazy, crazy shit out there. Um, Henry Chessmore, do you prefer salt and pepper pre-ground or from a grinder? Oh, from a grinder. On both? Every time. Both. I got both. Salt yeah, and I do. Grinding. I do. I, I, we've got like, um, just sea salt, uh, loose sea salt in a shaker. I'm good with, or, or kosher salt. If you want to get more salt on your tongue, but not use as much salt, kosher salt's good for that. Otherwise I use like sea salt in a shaker all day. We got, I can't remember like the, the brand, but it's like, you know, that blue cylinder one that's been here since before our lives. Um, but pepper, I prefer cracked every time. Any any application doesn't matter. When I was growing up, it was exclusively table pepper. And then at some point, it turned into, we bought a, a grinder and it was all over. So yeah. It was all downhill from there. Yep. I'm with you. Uh, Dr. Samurai, Jeff, but also Adam, did you ever consider using your properties for Airbnb instead of long-term rentals? Uh, have either of you ever uh, hosted an Airbnb? If so, any advice? We uh, considered turning our family uh, place eventually down the road, should we keep it, um, and use part of the property for Airbnb stuff in the future, because they started, they actually we have a high speed out there now, uh, Mr. Black. High speed internet. Wow. And part of the property overlooks some water. So we could, uh, we could, uh, we could maybe wheel and deal, uh, some Airbnb stuff there for sure, but Airbnb is that's a competitive market. Have you ever thought about your uh, any properties for you for uh, for that purpose? Uh, for me, no. Um, like you can make a lot more money if if you're investing in real estate and, and you you're you're trying to decide like, do I want to do long term uh tenancy like you know year yearly leases or do we want to do Airbnb, you're going to make between 25 and 40% more a month in gross rents, uh, um, or I guess profit, uh, than what you will on your standard, you know, cap, so to speak. It also depends on your location and the area you're in, um, in terms of like what's nearby, you know, if you've got if you've got a property that is a five, 10 minute drive from a big theme park or a well-known beach or whatever, you know, you might even be able to get even higher Airbnb uh, rates, like ridiculously good rates for people that just want to go and experience that for a weekend or whatever. Like you could make in three or four days, what you would make in a month from rent like uh from a normal rent so um that location is location definitely is it, like all real estate's location but airbnb is like yeah i mean it's a big part really like, location for I sure mean, i have i i have friends that only do airbnb uh mm. in the real estate world and they make a lot more money uh but it's a it's much more risky and the the biggest issue is a lot of people are buying properties for one, there's regulatory issues for tons of places. Um, so you really got to know your shit. That, that mark um, keeps moving too. Like the yeah, places it's, it's, are changing all the time. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of all over the place. Um, but for the most part, like, you know, you're fine. Um, 
but uh, the biggest the biggest issue is a lot of people buy rental properties and they analyze the place as an Airbnb. And I would highly suggest to analyze it as an Airbnb, but also analyze it as a long-term rental. Because if for whatever reason in your area, Airbnb decides to no longer be a service um, or something like COVID happens where people aren't traveling. And if you need to turn that into a long-term rental, you want to make sure that you're still above water uh, because that's when you can get in a lot of trouble. And there's a lot of people that are buying properties thinking they're going to be making $3,000 a month for, from Airbnb. But next thing you know it, they have to rent it out at $1,200 a month. And now they're you know underwater because they overpaid for a property thinking that they're going to get the profits of Airbnb. So that's where a lot of people got in trouble over COVID. Most of the people that lost their properties they had to sell was is they were they were designed to be Airbnb. The other thing is is Airbnb is you're running a business. Like you're running a business no matter what. Like even if you're long-term rentals, like it's a business, but you are running a active business all the time. So like, you know, you're you know, you you got to have cleaners that go in and do their things. You got to you got to advertise correctly. You got to get those reviews. You got to make sure that there's things like high, like internet available and making sure people have access to get in and out uh properly. And you got to deal with issues. Uh people also run down Airbnbs cuz they treat it like a hotel. Um so a lot of times people are just going there partying, getting crazy. Yeah, there are Airbnbs where people like to travel to a location and live there for a month or two, and that's great, uh, but it's much more active. So um, I personally don't have any. Um, it isn't something I'm interested in doing right now. Maybe down the road when I have a bit more free time on my hands, I'm, a lot, I'm able to be a little bit more hands-on, possibly. But uh, I'm a big investor in Airbnb. It's one of... It's one of it's not financial advice, by the way, but it is one of the stocks that I do buy monthly um, because I think they are going to be a trillion-dollar company um, eventually. Um, but I don't, I don't host. So there's that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's like. If you talk to anyone that runs a successful Airbnb, they could only have one property, and they're on that shit full time. Um, and it's because like the turnover is, is frequent, right? You got people coming in and out. It's not like you're changing tenants once a year or once every, you know, several months. It's like, you're trying to get that shit full so that it's almost got somebody in it nearly all the time is, or as often as possible. And, uh, that's, you know, a lot of extra work. It's not quite the same thing as having just, you know, your regular, your regular tenants. But also obviously the upside of that is if you've got the right place and you do well, you're going to make a lot more money than if you were doing, you know, traditional renting. Is the zoning here, do you know, in the city different for Airbnb versus long-term rentals? Or do they have that, like, separated yet? There's or is Airbnb it, like, the same? Here. There's Airbnb here. No, but do you know, uh, is there different, like, do you have to have the property zoned differently for Airbnb or or, or no. rentals? Same thing? No. Yeah. Okay. The zoning is only... Like, commercial? Well, the zoning is more to do with, you know, if you have a legal... You know, if it's R2, it, 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 if you have a legal duplex or triplex or quad or whatever, right? That's where mm. the, 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 the zoning really matters. When it comes to Airbnb, you know, you can you can set up an Airbnb 
you can rent out rooms. You can, I mean, with Airbnb, you can virtually do anything. Most of the times, people just have a have a house, um, or or um, a cottage. Like cottage Airbnbs are pretty big here. Um, so like if you, for example, probably your grandmother's house, right? Like that, yeah, that, that is probably like yeah. the best case scenario yeah. to like get in because you're out in the sticks, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're likely going to have clientele. They're going to treat the place with respect. You're probably not going to get a bunch of, you know, teenagers. They're not going to their party. They're not fucking going out there yeah. to fucking partying, right? You're going to get older yeah. clientele. That's going to take care of the place. Um, sort of enjoy the heritage of the area and stuff. Uh, you get a lot of outdoorsy people out there, rock yeah. climbers and shit like that. They're not the people that yeah. are going to fucking destroy your property and, and all that nonsense, but yeah. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things that like, you know, if you rented the place out for seven days out of the month, right. It'll just yeah. pay for the place. Yeah, to, exactly. You, know, you don't, it's not like you need to run it into a constantly into a business where yeah. 30 days a month, you're trying to get people in and out. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Uh, Super Kami Guru, you guys have been granted the authority from the powers that be to make the next statutory holiday. What is the name of Canada's new holiday and what month is it in? A holiday? Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with, like, I'm gonna go with National Sushi Day. Hmm. What, what month is it in? gonna be in uh it's gonna be in may it's gonna be may it's the- gonna be may <laughs> uh let me see here let's go with uh you know what it's only like we can't claim we can't claim them in its in its entirety, but it's like one of those things where we're just gonna claim them anyway for the purposes of this. It's National Keanu Reeves Day. It's in uh. September. We'll just make it his birthday. Everyone gets the day off on Keanu Reeves' birthday, September second. By the way, mm. it's a good holiday. I think that's a good time of the year. Just good time. you know. Just before the kids go back to school. Mm-hmm. National Keanu Reeves Day. I like it. He's a three-way nationality on that. American, British, and Canadian. There you go, man. He's got, a, he's got, a, he's got a house in, in each country. So we, we'll just make it a national Keanu Reeves in all three yeah. locations. Make it Easy. global. Fuck it. Global Keanu Reeves Day. Why not? Just celebrate the genius that is Keanu Reeves. I'm Take the day off, watch Keanu movies. I mean, that sounds like yeah. a good time. <laughs> that sounds like a I mean, great it time. It sounds like a damn good time, man. It does. You got to be nice to someone. You know, <laughs> be excellent just, to each other, I think is the right yeah, terminology. Just be excellent to each other, just for today. <laughs> uh, Mr. Miyagi stuck in a few questions, and we can't say no to Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Black. Got to answer a couple of these. Uh, Mr. Biagi's uh, first question. What is a dream you've yet to achieve that you think you could, uh, you could within, uh, or b- could be within reach by the end of your life? So something you haven't achieved yet that you think you could reach b- uh, by the end of your life? Financial freedom. 
<laughs> I'm not hitting that by the end of my life. I'm not even putting that in my dream category. But I will say, learn another language. I do want to do that at some point. And I do think that that is achievable by the end of this lifetime. Uh, that next question is... Bro, talk to no, no, Mr. Miyagi. What the fuck is that? Uh, what is one domestic life skill you should have down that you still suck at? Cooking. I can't iron my clothes for shit. Mmm. And it's like the one thing that if like a guy for like business attire, you, you need to be able to iron your shit. And I can't iron my shit. I can do literally anything else domestic. But iron. Listen. The only thing you need in life is a okay. wife. <laughs> a wife that's willing to do literally everything for you? Well, at least all the the ironing, at least. <laughs> I haven't I haven't ironed I, I haven't ironed shit. In fact, I think the last time I tried to iron something, Kayla said, Give me that fucking thing. Let me do that. Cause whatever you're doing, that ain't, ain't it. it. That ain't it. So I said okay. Uh, yeah, it's like the one fucking thing. I can't fucking do it. And a lot of it's because I don't have enough practice. Like, I just never had to do it enough. And the times where I've had to do it, they were so important that that was not the time to learn how to iron. You learn how to iron another day. And so it just never happened. In fact, when I went down for my buddy's wedding in, in California just before uh, the end of the world, a couple years ago, um, one of the guys there, thankfully, knew how to iron. Nobody else did. So he ironed everyone's shit. Damn. Did a good job of it, too. Uh, last question comes in once again, Mr. Miyagi. Who do you currently look up to? Shaquille O'Neal. Physically. Uh, other than that, it's just gotta be my parents. I just gotta keep it a hundred. My parents have been absolute soldiers through the entire pandemic taking care of my grandmother and making that shit happen and they're not young anymore either uh and they've they have without complaining without arguing without missing a beat have uh have continued to make all of that happen while juggling the passing of my other grandmother and all the shit that happened last year uh and uh, and have not missed a single beat not to mention of course my um, I think my parents are, especially my, my father, although it's not like my mother's a slouch, is a nearly unobtainable level of fucking human that, uh, I don't even know how the fuck I'm ever going to be able to get there. And I'm running out of time because I'm 33 now. I got to start putting the foot to the floor on that bitch. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, with mom and dad on that. I can't, I could not do what my mom does. I couldn't straight up. Maybe I could. And it's just a situation where you know, you have to, because life puts it in front of you and there is no other option, so you just do it. But, you know, I, I go up, I do my part when I can. If dad's back, your dad's back, thrown out a couple times. I'm picking Nan up and out of bed and, you know, putting her on the commode and shit. And, and mom's in there every single day, bathing her, cooking for her, doing everything, making it happen, all of her medication. She's basically a certified nurse at this point. Um, and, uh, and dad is, is right there every day. There's, you know, Nana's up two, three times a night sometimes. So they're sleeping for like two hours at a time. It's basically like having a toddler all mm. over again. 
And, uh, and because we're in a province where we just don't have any beds for somebody like my grandmother because she needs too much one-on-one -on -one care and we just don't have the nurses, it's just a situation that we're in. But you'll never hear a complaint coming out of my mom's mouth. Not once. Or dad's. So, I'm gonna go with my mom and dad on that one. Good pick. Um, I don't have one. <laughs> not even Dwayne, not even Dwayne, the I'm selling my energy uh, drink Johnson? No, not even Dwayne, energy drink Johnson. I mean, I'm trying to think I, while you were, while you were going. I tried to give you some time uh, on that one. Yeah, yeah, and I, trust me, I, I was thinking, I, I just, <laughs> I, I don't really look up to anybody. Um. Yeah, I, I don't put people on a pedestal. Um, never really did. Mm. I I can appreciate, I take things from people in terms of like, you know, they motivate, certain people motivate me in certain areas. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like I could name drop my old man or, you know, um, you know, other, other, well, nobody's other, perfect. There's always okay. going to be aspects of somebody that you can't, you know, you're looking up to them. You're not like, idolizing yeah, yeah. but them I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, I, I don't like when, when, when the question is asked, like, who do you look up to? I, I don't, yeah. uh, I, I, I don't like, um, when I was younger, yeah, I looked up to my dad, you know, I want to mm. be like my dad. Um, but then, you know, I kind of grew into my own person. And I kind of got the things that the good qualities of my dad, I, I, I'd like to think I implemented. Mm. And, you know, now I don't, now I don't necessarily look up to him as a, as like a, a benchmark of, uh, any specific thing. Mm. Um, I love my dad. I love my mom, but, um, I don't really, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I know it kind of sounds I don't, I don't, I'm not, I, you know, I'm just not a liar. So I can't, I can't say I look up to this person or that person. I just don't. Um, yeah. So you don't, so not in like a role model sense, but who do you, you obviously have to have like some people that you hold in higher regard than others because they, you know, they, because you know, we're not, you and I aren't old enough to have like mastered much of any craft. And so there's always going to be something, somebody that's, that's hit a higher peak than you, that, that you appreciate that you're striving to work towards that level of, yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, those things like, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there are, there are tons of, uh, of different, you know, uh, people in, in, in business. Um, you know, there are people in real estate that I, that I, that I, tr that I, I don't want to say look up to, but I, I strive to achieve what they have achieved. Mm. I guess that's a form of, of looking up to, but the person, it's not really the person, it's the achievement that I, you know, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's, it's, that's kind of a tough one. And it's kind of a deep, deep question that I, that I would need time to really think about instead of being put on the spot. But, um, yeah, I mean, the easy answers would be like, you know, like my dad or my, my grandfather, you know, certain people that's been through some shit, uh, that's seen some shit and are still mm. like trucking along and doing it. Like, I, I don't necessarily look at looking up to people kind of like you 
of like a level of success, like, you know, somebody that's, you know, rich and famous or whatever. It's more of, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. We hard, could change hard, it. You could change it hard, and say, hard, like, hard. do you admire certain people then? Yeah, is I, maybe I, an I easier. Admire, yeah, I admire qualities of people. Yeah. Like, you know, I can, I admire my wife's patience. Um, uh, and her ability to to care for people so much, uh, like kind of put herself, you know. See, I'm more I'm more selfish. <laughs> I'm more of a selfish person. Like, obviously, I'd do anything for my my immediate family. I'd put I put my wife, my son before me every time. But you know, I don't. I'm just not that type of person. So, like, I can look at certain people, even your parents, right? They're, they're very selfless people. You know, I, I, I can look at those qualities and be like, damn, you know, I wish I could be a little bit more like them. But I, I can't say I look at somebody as this being of like, man, I look up to this person. I want to be like this person. I just don't. When I was younger, absolutely. I, there were mm. tons of those things, right? Athletes or actors or whatever. My dad, whatever. Now, no. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to think like... I mean, I, I get where you're coming. I get where you're coming from. Like, I don't like, cause it's not, you, you know, you get it, you get to an age after you've, after you've kind of been molded into your own person and it, it does shift from looking at somebody in their entirety, you know, flaws and all, because when you're younger, sometimes the people you look up to, you don't see the flaws. Cause when you're younger, you're just seeing all the good stuff that you you know, what, for whatever it is, which is why it's like kind of about the, the, the thing about don't meet your heroes. Yeah. I think flaws are a good thing too, though. Like, you know, you can look at somebody and you see flaws in them, but that's what makes them. Well, everyone has so likable, right? Yeah. Where it's just like, damn, this person really fucked up here or this person struggled in this area. Right. And then they've gotten, you know, uh, better or clean, you know, you, there might be an addict, mm. you know, that like, you know, on the outside, it might look like this, all oh, this terrible person that did this and did that. But if you look deeper, maybe they're 10 years clean and there's somebody that looks up to them to, you know, to emulate their journey and mm. what they've been, you know, there's different ways. Like I, I actually, I, I actually admire individuals that have fallen and have, have had hardships and then have gotten through it. I think that is more admirable and, than than just necessarily being good all the fucking time uh because that almost seems inhuman right there's only like two people in my life i know that have been good their entire life and that's like you know dan and jan <laughs> <laughs> which by the way is adam's parents so yeah. you know uh i don't really know too many people that no. you know and i'm sure you know, uh, you know, I think you, Danny you, boy's got a couple streaks yeah, in him from when he was younger. Say, yeah. I was about to say, I'm sure mom, mom down, I don't think so, but dad, yeah, dad, maybe. Yeah. Dad so, maybe. You know, yeah. Uh, but that's from what I, what I've known, right. For yeah. over the last God knows how long. Right. But yeah, I don't know too many people that, that got a smooth, a smooth record the whole way through. Yeah. It's, um, sometimes it kind of like, sometimes it sucks when you get to that point too, though, because there's, there's even if you're a very highly self-motivated individual sometimes it's 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 hard to um constantly generate that and sometimes it's nice to have sources of of oh, inspiration sure. from other yeah. people 
And, um, and so when you can't find that readily, it can be a pain in the ass because then you get into like lulls where you're not constant, you're not improving yourself. You're just kind of there. And that, uh, that can be a challenge. So trying to find people that you can find aspects of that you can appreciate or aspire to, uh, you know, take pieces of that on or like fold their methodologies or their, or, or their outlooks on things, etc um you know into your own is is important um like the i think the it's something that uh, that uh it's something that i know my mom's always had but i i definitely didn't have enough of and i not that i would have thought about it until the pandemic but but um an appreciation for for more people than just the people that you would think of or thought like in, in this <laughs> pandemic how many people doing how many jobs that you never think about that are like the underpinnings of like just everyday life they're in the background nobody ever thinks of, uh, about them but they're doing their job and if you were to take them out of the cogs uh shit falls apart like people doing like uh, you know uh, uh, postal delivery or garbage collection or um yeah, fucking janitorial I mean, services that, grocery like anything you take those people out the game and shit goes tits up really quick. And so, you know, you learn to appreciate uh, people in different roles more um, and and appreciate their contributions more than perhaps uh, you would have in the past. At least that's been my experience the last couple of years as I've uh, certainly changed my uh, views on things. And, you know, I've always had an appreciation for nurses and doctors, of course, but obviously that's the another thing. You go through a pandemic and you watch what nurses go through during the pandemic and you're like, Jesus, you know, you talk about your wife and, and before um, you two had uh, had Kai and she was doing, you know, uh, long term care stuff. And and even without a pandemic, that takes a certain kind of person um, to do that on a daily basis. And um, and it's something that like ninety nine point nine percent of people just couldn't or wouldn't do. But if you took those people out, and thank God they exist, it would be awful. You'd, you'd have elderly people literally just incapable of taking care of themselves and, like, wandering the streets and just dying. <laughs> like, like, literally, it sounds extreme, but, like, you get dementia and shit. You take long-term care facilities and those workers out of the game, and it's all over. So things like that, you know, just appreciating uh, people more and whatnot. But, yeah, if you get rid of people in your life, and I don't mean, like, intentionally, but if... If you don't always have somebody to look up to in some way or aspire to or or get inspired by, then yeah, that can be kind of a tread and water situation for sure. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it's the end of another Technical Alpha podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed that one. Thank you so much. If you're uh, if you're uh, listening, you want to keep this bad boy going, make sure to head on over to patreon.com slash TV. And uh, if you got a few extra dollars, that's a good place to put it. Keeps us going. Yeah. keeps the lights on etc uh-huh. etc yeah um rate us if you can on itunes or anywhere else that allows you to rate us spread the word let somebody else know about the podcast if you think they might enjoy themselves here and until next week guys thank you once again for stopping by and until then stay safe out there peace peace